Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Each week, our hosts will be interviewing local, regional, and national business leaders to give you an inside peek into how they lead their business to success in the ever-competitive business climate. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee with Inside the Firm. Today, I have a very special guest. Michael Delon creates credibility. As the president of Paperback Expert, he helps businesses Owner Business owners publish a book that positions them as the expert in their field. Business owners seek out Michael to clarify their brand strategy and make them best-selling authors and set up their profitable podcast. They use his credibility marketing strategies to gain more clients, get more referrals, and grow their revenue. Michael is the number one Amazon best-selling author on mar- on, of On Marketing since 2013. He has worked with business owners across the United States and internationally to establish and market their credibility. Michael, welcome to the show. Lance, thanks for having me here. It's going to be a great conversation. I agree. Uh, so let, before we kind of get into what you do yeah. with the paperback expert, your credibility marketing and all of that, I'm always curious to know how you got here. Are you from a family of entrepreneurs? Are you not from a family of entrepreneurs? You know, what influenced your entrepreneurial spirit? That's awesome. I'm going to tell you the really long story in a short time. So listen fast. I am not from a family of entrepreneurs, number one. So, all right. So who is, who is Michael and how did I get here? I'm a follower of Christ. I've been married 32 years. Um, my wife and I got married in 90 lands. The first five years of our marriage are like this. She oh. and I are complete opposites. And after five years, we went to a, a, a family life marriage conference, family life's a ministry of campus crusade for Christ. We sat in a ballroom for a weekend when they showed us God's blueprints for marriage. Even though my wife and I grew up in church, nobody ever taught us that God had blueprints. So we learned his blueprints. We started working on marriage. It got better. During the 90s, I was in Christian radio sales. I found out after two years, nobody wanted to buy Christian radio. They wanted to sell their products and services. So I had a choice to make, Lance. I could either become really good at selling or really good at marketing. So I chose marketing. I bought the books. I followed the gurus. I went to the seminars. I learned how to do marketing for small business owners. So my business grew as my client's business grew. Fast forward to 2000. God led us out of that to a startup.com. Do you remember when Amazon first started? When William Shatner was on the radio about the world's largest bookstore, mm-hmm. I was out selling websites and banner ads to car dealerships who didn't even have a website. Well, that company, Lance, was ahead of its time. That means it went bankrupt. So I, I was standing in my living room looking up at the ceiling going, God, what am I supposed to do now? And he says, Michael, I want you in a ministry to families. I want you at Family Life, that ministry that changed our marriage. So we moved from Indiana down to Little Rock, Arkansas, which is their world headquarters. Thought I hit Nirvana. Why would I ever do anything else? Climbed the corporate ladder. I was on the leadership team. Then in about eight years after after I got there, they started going through corporate reorganizations. So after the third reorganization, my name was no longer on the leadership team. So they started shuffling me around to do different things in the ministry. That was the beginning of a two-year, what I call prison term, Lance, Mm -hmm. when I was stuck in a job I hated at a ministry I loved. So after two years, I prayed. I said, God, I got to get out of this place. He said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to go help small business owners with marketing because they struggle with it. They hate it. I love it. And he said, go. January 1st, 2013, I escaped from prison. I started a marketing consulting firm. I call you. I say, Lance, I can can help you grow your business. We'd have a great meeting. And you say, Michael, what have you done in the last few years? Who have you helped? I said, well, help build marriages and families at Family Life. And you say, oh, that's so honorable. Way to go, Michael. Oh, look at the time. I've got another meeting, Michael. Let's keep the conversation going. And you usher me out the door. I had a hard time picking up clients. So I went back to my church, walked the hallways, prayed. I said, God, how do I help Lance? 
And God gave me the idea to take all of my ideas and put them in my book. So in 2013, I published On Marketing, my book. Then I would call you, Lance, and I'd mail a copy of my book to you before we met. A week later, I'd walk into your office for our meeting, and there it was. My book was on your desk, dog-eared, highlighted, underlined. You'd read my book. And in that meeting, you'd say, now, Michael, in your book, you said, how do you help me do that? And you'd hire me. And I started gaining clients, and I thought, wow, why don't more business owners do this? And so I, I went back to my church and created a spreadsheet of everything it took me to create my book. And that was the seed that has now grown to become paperback expert, where today we help business owners and experts create a book without writing a word and teach them how to grow their business through their authority and credibility. Whew. That's my journey. That's how I got here. And from there, Lance, we can go anywhere you want to go. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. Um, and and, and I'm, a, I'm a believer as well. And I, you know, pray oh, and, and listen a lot as well uh, myself. And, you know, providence is a, is a word I probably use at least a couple times a week because it's Love real. It. So uh, on that note of publishing your own book, I know one thing is you uh, say that small owners should never write a book. Yes. Unpack that for me. Absolutely. So writing your books, sitting in front of your computer, typing out your book is the worst thing you could ever do. Because of self-editing, you're going to type a sentence or two and go, oh, no, that's not what I want to write. And you're going to backspace, right? What you want to do is speak to write your book. You have everything in your head that's needed to, to make the book happen. And you're a great communicator. You can talk about your business all day long. So whether you use me or, or you open up Microsoft Word or Google Docs, they all have these dictate functions now. Build an outline for what you want to say in your book and hit the record or the dictate function and speak. Speak to write your book. It will transcribe your words, and you're, you'll you'll be about 70% done. Then go back and edit it or hire somebody to edit it. But yeah, never write a book. Always speak to write a book. Beautiful. Interesting. I love that take. Uh, tell us about the credibility calculator. What is that about? Where did it come from? Why did you create it? Yeah. So I talk a lot about credibility and credibility marketing, and, and everything's great, but nobody knows. nobody can define it. Right? When, when I wrote my book on marketing, I, I Googled what is the definition of marketing, and I got about a thousand <laughs> definitions that didn't make sense. So I created a definition of marketing. Same thing here. What is credibility in the eyes of your audience? Nobody could tell me. So, so we did the research, and we found there are 20 questions in our credibility calculator. It takes less than five minutes, and we will give you your credibility score on a zero to 100 scale. Everybody has a credit score, and we work to make it better, right? Do you know your credibility score? So we'll give you your credibility score based on these 20 questions. And then afterwards, I've got a, a five-video series that teaches you how to increase your credibility in the eyes of your audience. It's absolutely free. You can find it at my website. Beautiful. Uh, what, what do you, if, if you had to name the top three things that make somebody credible versus not, what, what would those be? Um, being an Amazon bestselling author, honestly, I mean, I, I know that's biased and you probably expect me to say that, but in, in our culture, experts have books. Okay. Why is Tony Robbins who he is? Because he has books and a media platform, right? Before he published his first book, Unlimited Power, he was a no-name consultant walking on fire. That book made him a household name. So being an author that people look to, number one. Two, having great communication skills, whether that's through podcasting or video where you can relate to people because people make decisions emotionally, then we back it up with logic. 
So when you can reach the heart of your audience, it's going to build your credibility because you're going to resonate with them at the heart level. Okay. And then third, I think is really number one, but it's a crystal clear message that separates you from everybody else that builds credibility. Yeah. I like that. The book is very interesting and I agree. There's something that has to set you in stone for some credibility. Um, yeah. Do you believe that could be a podcast as well? Like, is that a, an equivalent or do you think it's not quite? It's not quite in the mind of the audience. All marketing effects happen in the mind of your audience. How do they think of you? And a podcast is a great platform, but rare is the day that it separates you, right? Everybody says, well, okay, what about Joe Rogan and all these guys? Yeah, but yeah. the podcast didn't make Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan and his message and his polarity made Joe Rogan. He uses the podcast to expand his influence, right? So mm -hmm. it's what is your message? And then from there, what platforms can you get? I love podcasting. I think business owners should have a podcast. I think they should be guests on podcasts because experts get interviewed. So you have to have a marketing strategy around now that I have a message, how am I going to expand the reach of that message without breaking my bank? Sure, sure. Uh, what what do you think the difference is between you know coming up with something like a marketing system and then just generic marketing? You know, what is the what is the difference between between those two things if you could break it down? Yeah. So so marketing system is something that happens repeatedly, consistently, every single time with a purpose. Most business owners throw it on the wall and see what sticks, and they're following the guru or the next, next shiny object. We teach systematic marketing with strategy, okay? So my, my whole philosophy, Lance, is if you win the heart, the mind will follow. I'm all about building into my prospects, my clients, my referral sources, and owning their heart. I want to be the first one they think of and the one they feel the best about when they are ready for whatever I offer. That's marketing. And I, I build systems to make sure that happens, whether it's on my podcast, whether it's sending gifts in the mail, thank you letters. What it, I, I've got variety of systems that help me do just that. And it happens regularly. They're not all automated systems. Some of them are, but some of them take me doing it. Like after this podcast, Lance, hopefully I'll get your address in. I'll send you a handwritten thank you in the mail. I can't now, automate that because it's handwritten. Yeah. Now the, I, si the systems you come up with, what did you come up with the systems with doing sort of what you just alluded to, which what, what would stated, which was throwing stuff at the wall, seeing it stick. I mean, was that, was that the process to get to the system? It had to no, have no, um, no. A lot of my systems have come from other coaching programs and masterminds okay. that I've been involved in. I, I look at what somebody's done that's been very successful. And I say, how can I model that in my business? Okay. Can you and give so, us an example? Sure. Sure. One of my coaches does, um, he built a um, home inspection business. Okay. Average home inspector in America makes about a hundred thousand. He's built multiple seven figure home inspection businesses. Here's his philosophy. He goes out to real, to, to, to seven real estate companies every day with a candy bowl, a big glass candy bowl. He fills it with candy. And he says, Hey, can I just leave this here for your agents? Can I put my brochures over there? Thanks. Be back next week. Comes back in a week late. He does this for eight weeks in a row in order to get a speaking opportunity to those agents because that's where his referrals come from, right? I said, that's great. How do I model that? Well, my clients are all over the country. So I said, ah, I got it. I work with a company called Gift Hopper. I mail 
food items. Let me show you. Okay. I mail food. If I if I send this to you, would you open this? If I if you got this in the mail, would you open that? Say yes, because you will. I they would go. say what I would say what's in the box from the movie Seven first, and then I would open it. Yes. There you go. Yes, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so think I'm trying to reach your heart. Do it differently. I love direct mail when it's done right. You're going to get this. You're going to open it up. It's going to have a nice little note in it. It's going to say, "Hey, Lance, we're nuts about working with you." One of my favorite childhood memories is, is my dad bringing cashews home from the mall. I hope you can make a memorable moment with someone you love, Michael. And then you open up and you dig through here and there's a nice little bag of yummy cashews. If I do that, if I send that to you on a regular basis, different mm -hmm. food items, jelly beans or chocolate beans or whatever, and I'm writing you notes every once in a while and I'm connecting with you and we're building a relationship. When, when somebody in your world, Lance, says, you know, I've been thinking about writing a book and I, I just don't know who to use. Who's going to come to your mind? You're going to say, you need to talk to Michael. Michael's, Michael's amazing. Hey, because I've marketed to you through the heart, through a different system. So that's one example of how I took something that coach taught me, modeled it, changed it for my business, and now we're using it every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, one other thing you tell entrepreneurs is that uh, don't be a coffee bean. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love coffee. If you open a bag of coffee beans and you pour them out on, on your table in front of you, they all look the same and they smell the same. Mm. In business, if you look like and sound like all of your competitors, you're a coffee bean. You're not giving your audience a reason to lean into you and say, tell me more because you're just a financial advisor, or a CPA or an attorney, blah, 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 blah. Don't be that way. Have a compelling message that causes me to lean in that separates you from everybody else. There's one inside of you. Use it. Get it out because that will separate you. And that is probably one of the fastest ways to start growing your business yeah i like that it probably plays into the uh the being the expert too i mean it seems like you could hone in and piggyback on top of that right all the time do we have time for one story oh of course so i had a home inspector a different home inspector come to me years ago he says michael i want to be an amazon best-selling author home inspectors are pretty competitive business right mm -hmm. but they're all generic as a home inspector who cares right so we started working with chris and in through our process i said all right chris what do you do i mean besides home inspection what do you do for fun and stuff he said oh well, on nights and weekends, I, I'm a referee for high school football. And man, he, he lit up. Oh, man. And he was telling me about the rules and the regulations and how refereeing ties into what he does in home inspection. I'm like, Chris, there it is. Time out. So we created Chris. His book is, is now the official guide to home inspections. And we branded him. Chris is Chris Perry, America's home inspection referee. Now, when he goes into those realtor's offices or he goes out to do a home inspection, he's wearing his uniform. When he finds something wrong with the house, he puts a yellow flag on it, right? That just came out of who he is. We just connected the dots. Now he has a very distinct brand and price elasticity because he can charge more because he's America's home inspection referee. Yeah, he's the he's the he's the go-to person. I mean, if you think about home inspection, you're thinking about that person, right? And he's the guy who wrote the book on it, by the way. So what was that process like writing the book? And I'm sorry to jump ahead, but I'm no, just curious. No, but, so our book writing process, we have a staff of writers. We would assign a writer to you, Lance, and they would work with you through calls like this to build the outline for your book, chapter by chapter, bullet points, stories that you want to tell. Once the outline's created, then we move to the speak to write process where the writer's saying, Okay, uh, Lance. Chapter one of your book is, right, whatever. Mm -hmm. tell, me, tell me about that. And now you're speaking 
the content of your book. Our writers recording it, they transcribe your words, and then they're going to massage your words into the manuscript of your book. That's the process. It's interesting. Cool. I yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That I, I, for everybody listening, I don't know about how you were feeling as a as somebody listening to this, but I certainly just even as the host was thinking that alleviates a lot of anxiety that maybe I had. Is sort of there's a there's a pipeline for the ideas and the thoughts and everything. And, and Michael and his team are facilitating that. Very interesting. Um, what's the number one myth that you think there is about client conversion? You know, getting that conversion from a prospective person who yeah. wants to hire you for your service and converting them. Yeah, I, I think the number one myth in business is I, I need more leads. Okay, I, I hear it every week from business owners. And I say, really, let's talk about that. And they say, well, I did a Facebook ad or I did a seminar or whatever, and I got 20 leads. And out of those 20, eight of them booked appointments with me, and I sold two people. So I need more leads. And I'll say, time out, time out. What about the six people you talked to who didn't buy? What, what, what are you doing to follow up with them? Because they're obviously interested. Deer in the headlights, right? How about yeah. the 12 people who opted in, who came to your event, who didn't book a call? What are you doing to nurture them? Because they're going to buy maybe six months down the road, maybe two years. Are you going to be there? So business owners focus way too much time, effort, energy, and money on that front end. I need more leads. I need more leads without nurturing and following up. The fortune is in the follow-up. So I think that's the number one myth is spending too much time and effort on that front end. You've got to do the front end, but don't neglect the back end. Do, one of, that's one of the things I struggle with is the, the follow-up. Not that I don't follow up, but my rule has been I follow up one time. And after oh. that, it seems like if I'm following up more, what I've noticed is they get a sense of sales breath yeah. and they, and they repel, and they repel. Now this is my anecdotal, my own business, you know, this is not apply to everybody else, but I'm curious about like, what, do you have a methodology that you recommend for following up in terms of number of times? I mean, it seems like there should be a limit. Yeah. That, well, it, my limit is death. I'm a follow up. <laughs> I learned this years ago. You follow up, follow up, follow up until they buy or die. But you do it in a non-salesy way. So my follow-up is taking maybe chapters of my book in emails, one, one email per chapter or point to follow up, always giving them an opportunity to book a call when they're ready, giving them other opportunities, maybe to watch a training that I've done on something, sure. right? Asking them to come to our, my credibility networking monthly event that's free. Hey, just... Stay around, learn. Obviously, you're not ready today, Lance. That's okay. We're going to be here. Let's give you some more information, nurturing them over a long period of time. Because they're, if, if somebody had a conversation with me around a book, odds are they're going to create a book sometime. I need to be here. I had a guy book three weeks ago on my calendar. I looked on my list. He'd been on my list for seven years. That's pretty good. He just wasn't ready then. He's ready now. Praise God, I'm here. So very long follow-up, but it's it's systematic and it's educational. I'm not trying to pounce on you and sell you something today. It's like, dude, when you're ready, I want to be the first one you think of and the one you feel the best about. That's my so, approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two questions come to mind on that, on the follow-up. One is, is there a frequency that you recommend? In other words, you know, for example, yeah. uh, I sent a proposal on Friday. I'm going to follow up Monday and then you know, do you, is it every week, two weeks, three weeks? Like, do you expand the frequency? And then the second question is, uh, is there a, 
some phrases that I have heard other business owners use like myself, which I'm an architect for the record. And that is, uh, I think it's a mistake when they say, let's say the follow-up is on a Monday. Uh, good morning, Michael, uh, just following up. Is there a better phrase than just following up? Yeah. Yeah. Kill that phrase. So a, a, a couple of things. I use a lot of video. Okay. There's a company out there called Loom, L-O-O-M.com. Go check them out. And it's a, it allows you to sh shoot short videos and email them to people. Okay. So I would do that. So if we met on Monday, right, right after that meeting, I would loom you a video saying, Lance, thanks so much for spending some time with me. I really enjoyed our conversation. I'll follow up with you on Monday or Tuesday and we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it to the next step. Boom. Come Monday, I'll probably loom you again. Hey, Lance, hope you had a great weekend. I got, I got some uh, relaxation done. And I just wanted to talk about where we, where we left off on our last conversation. Here's what was going to happen. The next step would be us scheduling another time to call. Is that good for you? Do you want, do you want to do that this week or next? Something like it's, it's a lot more personal. We hide behind email. Mm -hmm. And I like video because it allows you to experience my tone of voice and my actions. And obviously, I, I speak with my whole body. Yeah. So video is great for me. But Loom, and you don't have to be animated like me to use Loom. But it allows me to see you, to hear you, much like a video podcast. Right. It allows me to say, oh, I like this guy. So video fo follow up like that and saying maybe next steps. Yeah, get rid of follow up. I'm, look, let's talk about the next steps. And those next steps could go either direction. I'm OK with that. I like that. I like that. And then I uh, the question about Loom specifically is, do you like Loom? Because like, do they embed the video on their cloud? It's an easy link. Is, is that totally? Yeah. yeah. Oh, OK. I, yeah. It, it goes right into the email and you get an email picture of me and it's a GIF and it's awesome. It's super simple. Very interesting. Thank you for that. Um, couple, couple. We're running up on the half hour, so I've got three questions left okay. for you here. Uh, first is, uh, what what is the easy way for someone to differentiate themselves that most small bone small business owners miss? You know, like there's got to be just something that they could turn on today. You know, after listening to this show, it really is being themselves, finding that story that's deep inside of them. You know, uh, Chris with with the home inspection guy. That was inside of him. I've got an attorney who went to college on a baseball scholarship and threw his arm out. Now he's a personal injury attorney. We, we created his book, When Life Throws You a Curveball. Okay, Take a friend out to coffee. Hit the record button on your computer or your phone and have your friend ask you questions about your childhood, your family, your background, your college, your hobbies. Why do you do what you do? Why do you live where you are? And the answers you're going to give will give you a theme of what separates you, what makes you different. Start using that in your marketing and that will separate you. And that way you're not posing or trying to be something you're not. You're just living who you are. I love, I love that so much. My wife did that uh, probably a month ago. She, we traded spots. She was the host and then I was the guest on this show. Right. And she asked me all those kinds of questions. So, uh, I would encourage everybody to do like, like you said, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's your spouse. Obviously okay. you're, you're super, you know, if you're very close with your wife, your husband or whatever. Um, very cool. Uh, Michael, this has been great. Second, last, uh, second to the third last question here is uh, knowing what you know now, and if you could go back in time when you first started your business, what is one piece of advice you give your former self? Be myself. And what I mean by that is I tried to pose, I tried for a long time. I didn't do video Lance for a long time mm. because I thought I had to show up on video the way you thought I should look. And I didn't have a fancy studio or the right lighting. And, and I wanted everything to be scripted. And, and, and if I said, um, oh my goodness, I'd have to edit. 
finally about three or four years ago, I said, you know what, <clears throat> on that, I'm just going to show up as Michael. And if you like Michael, great, let's have a conversation. But if Michael offends you, good, go away. <laughs> that honestly is just be yourself. Because people are going to buy you more than what you can do for them. Yeah. And if you live a life of um, uh, fruit or, you know, abundance rather, right? Uh, Genesis, Genesis 128 is my yep. favorite, one of my favorite Bible verses, uh, be fruitful and multiply. Then yeah. I think uh, you then if you do that, it's got to be freeing for you to be yourself because you're like, there's plenty of folks that I'm going to attract just by being me, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Michael, this has been fantastic. Last one is where can people find, follow you, and get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you and your services? Thank you for asking. Paperbackexpert.com. That's our website. It has everything about me there, the credibility calculator, links to trainings we've done, social media, everything. Paperbackexpert.com. Beautiful. Thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it, Michael. You're welcome, Lance. This has been fun. Thank you. <laughs>